0: El mundo enfrenta una pandemia. Encuentre respuestas y acceda a información veraz y confirmada en el especial de NTN24 sobre coronavirus COVID-19. Escuche los contenidos de NTN24 en su plataforma de podcast favorita.
1: You're listening to The Power of Us on Revolver Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to The Power of Us.
2: Welcome you back to The Power of yep. Us. You've been gone, man. We're
1: finally back together.
2: Seriously, I missed you so much, babe.
1: I missed you too, but it was definitely worth it. Um, I know. God did what he had to do. Yep. And uh, we're back here. And we're back with you guys. We we miss you guys. We weren't here last week, but um we have a special one today.
2: Well, thank you guys for receiving Jackie so well. I think Jackie did a great mm-hmm. job just opening up. And you guys have continued to send us all these questions. And, babe, I, I've gotten tough ones lately where I'm kind of stumped and I just want to talk through it with you. Okay. I mean – Obviously, people know my past and they they know all about us now, but like some women are genuinely asking me about verbal abuse mm. if they are in a verbal abusive relationship. Like I've been getting DMs several all at once. Maybe it's because of take my power back and mm-hmm. and the fact that they see how you treat me and how it's so different than yeah. other relationships. Sadly, you and I are not the norm anymore. And you know what? Cause we weren't the norm. Yeah. We we were living the normal relationship of like disrespect. Yeah. Fighting all the time. We did. And now we're in a healthy relationship and and most people di- don't get to see that until yeah. like you and I aren't perfect but thankfully they could see a piece of it through the power of us and through La Voz and through other shows.
1: Well, you know what? I think to start off you said that this was a question about verbal abuse. Yeah. Well, I think verbal abuse is honestly sometimes we 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 measure it differently. Where mm-hmm. between physical and verbal abuse, right. we always think that physical abuse is, is worse. Yeah, but, but I don't always. think so. Yeah, and no. me personally, I don't think so. Because mentally, with your words, you can really, really damage a person. Uh, a person, a girl that gets a black eye can get healed in a in a couple of weeks, you know. But yeah. sometimes you can say something to somebody. So and
2: not that we're downplaying physical abuse mm-hmm. because physical abuse is very dangerous. I think it's the same. It, it's it's mentally and physically degrading, and it's and it's so dangerous. Dangerous because, baby, there's been this epidemic in Mexico where men are beating their wife until they die. Wow. Like, yeah, it's been going on. I think since we were on Mira Quien Baila, they were asking me that they were saying it was becoming like either more awareness was being brought to it or it was happening a lot more. Wow. So it is definitely dangerous. And if you're going through any physical abuse, you should get out, run. Obviously have a plan, especially if you have kids, but like go somewhere where you can run away and he or she won't find you. And I say she because women do it too, man. And and, and that's been something that I've had to face because we pretend that we don't. But sometimes we can get all loud and rowdy and hit our husband and the kids are watching. And it's just as damaging to his ego and his person and his image in front of the children. So women, let's not pretend that we don't do it either. I think this is something that we have to speak and protect both male and female. Yeah, I agree. Um, But w- the questions that I have been getting are like, am I in, a, in an abusive relationship? Mm. And then I get like, okay, well, w- why do you ask? You know, is he hitting you? And they'll say no. It's more verbal. So sometimes men and women don't know if they're in a, a verbal this, yeah. um abusive relationship and if they should leave. And that's the tough question. Um, So I guess we kind of walk through it because, look, I've been in an abusive relationship. Um, My first marriage, it was only three months and I literally ran away. Like I told my friend, you're going to meet me here at this parking lot you're going to open the door to your car and I'm going to jump in and you're going to drive off. Like that's how bad it got oh, wow. to where I needed to escape running because he would take my keys. I couldn't find my car. There was no way home. Uh, there was no Uber at that time and he would take my cell phone. So I, I planned to run away from him and thank God I was, I was able to run away that time and then officially later because the statistic is, is that women, take up to eight times on average to leave an abusive relationship. So maybe your girlfriend, your sister, your mom is on her seventh time and you're thinking, ah, she's just going to go back. Even if she does go back, don't leave her alone. You may be the one that can be there on the eighth and help her escape. Yeah. And remember that it's on average. So maybe she's on her number 10. She really wants to get away. It's just, it's so hard to get away from that cycle that has begun. And I guess that's how you can know. If you're in an in an abusive relationship, right? That cycle that we've studied, babe.
1: Yeah, it's a cycle that that we've talked about and that well, they've told us about, right. you know. And I think that's something that can really like that cycle in itself is the reason why these people go back. It is the reason why this guy, or this girl, ends up going back to the abusive relationship, is because that cycle makes you fall in love all over again. Yeah. And so. we'll get to that in in a little bit. But what I what I need what I need people to understand is that. For you to doubt that you're in an abusive relationship and for other people to say that you definitely are and you're a fool for not seeing it, mm. it's, it's really hard. And, and I think that's really not fair. Why? Because that other person who's telling you to leave them or what are you still doing here? One, is probably not in love because the only reason why you would even be in a relationship is because of of love, I would say. Right, the
2: emotions that come through it.
1: Now, yes. Now, some people would say that, oh, are you staying for the money? Is that the only reason why you're there? And if that's the case, then I think it's not even an abusive relationship that you're trying to think about, but it's more about yourself. Like, do you have value in yourself? And maybe it's because of that abusive relationship that makes you think, I can't leave because if I leave, I'm going to be homeless and I'm not going to be able to be anything in life.
2: Well, you know what, babe? I I don't know how your mom felt, but my mom's generation... Most of them depended on their spouse yeah. economically, um, sometimes politically, like if, if they were getting their documents through their spouse yeah. um, or because of the children, it, they, they just, my mom didn't know how to survive without my dad. So what she always told Che and I was like, you better get a degree. You better have a plan B. And to me, it sounded so crazy because I'm like, well, aren't you in love? Like when you're in love, you don't got to make a plan B because it sounds so crazy, yeah. you know? um, But I guess the way that she was living, the way that she lived, she, most of her generation was going through domestic violence, and they did need a plan B. Yeah. Um, whether it's career wise or a, or a home that you can go to or a family member that can take you in. Um, but I mean, babe, what is verbal abuse like? Because you and I have said some harsh things to each other, and there was just this whole season of like only harsh things coming out of our mouth, but. You've said some mean things to mm-hmm. me, and and I've said them to you. I never want to downgrade what I've done, but yeah, I, I've never felt like you were an abusive person.
1: I I think that there's a there's a line, and it's and it's a pretty fine line between you saying something uh, of the heat of the moment when because you're mad and you're upset, yeah. and and you meaning something, you know. Yeah. There are relationships where the guy or the girl will purposefully Mm -hmm. put down the other person. That way it makes him feel less. Therefore, they think they can't do anything better than what they have at this moment. Therefore, they stay.
2: Okay. So how do we know when there's the difference between the heat of the moment, the anger, or the guy or the girl is purposefully demeaning their partner so that they feel better? How do we know?
1: Well, one, you got to figure out if there's a pattern. If this guy mm, keeps going so back good. to the same thing, if every time you guys fight, it automatically gets there or when he's upset because of work, it automatically gets there yeah. or whatever it might be, you know, and you just really got to be able to see it because sometimes you might love a person, but the other person might not love you the way that they're yeah. supposed to.
2: Yeah. So I guess with you and I, even though we've said mean things to each other in the in the spur of the moment, in mm-hmm. the heat of the moment, in the anger, I think we knew our hearts. Yeah. Like we knew our hearts and we knew that deep down there was like that anger or it was the anger speaking and not necessarily me needing to feel better about myself. And that's why I would demean you because I I had a demeaning language for a while. If you remember, like every time you say, oh, you're little, you're little project, you're little this, Mm -hmm. you brought that to my attention. I'm like, oh, I do say that. Like, and it was when I was mad and, we sat down and figured out why Rosie would say You're little this mm-hmm. because you would feel demeaned. And I had to figure out, Oh, you know what? I'm just jealous that you're putting your friends before me, that yeah. you're putting your career before me. Yeah. And we went through that talk. So he knew it wasn't abusive, but the talk did have to come through of like, well, what do you really mean? Because I feel you were, you said you demean me all the time. Yeah. Um, but it definitely wasn't a pattern. As soon as we spoke about it, I was able to figure myself out, apologize, and say, I'm not doing this anymore because it hurts my partner. Yeah. So I guess one is figuring out if there's a pattern. And two, can you even have that conversation with your spouse? Can you even ask him, like, why do you call me the B word all the time?
1: Yeah, I think that's really important. If the person is never remorseful or regrets what they say, and they just say it and it is what it is, I think that's one sign mm. that this is an abusive relationship. Because when somebody's upset, they usually repent after. Yeah. Like, you know what? I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry I said this. I'm sorry I said that. I believe in you. Or they try to at least reverse it. You get me? Yeah. Like you used to just say, oh, you're a little this or you're little that. And then you'd be like, no, I, I want you to keep doing this. I want yeah. you to keep learning how to how to uh, record guitar, whatever. whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? Um, and... And there was that reversing of it, but yeah. I've I've seen personally in in my family and and like my my exterior family, where I've seen abusive relationships and I see them stay, and you just kind of just look dumbfounded, like, why do you stay when this person belittles you, you know, so much? Yeah. Be when when they tell you you're serving them food and they're belittling you as they're serving as you're serving them food. The thing is that I'm what I've what I've noticed, and this is me growing up. And I saw this. And when I saw this in my family, I was like, this is never going to happen. I'm never going to be this man. Wow. You know? And that, that's one of the... I learned a lot of who I am as a man today from seeing really bad examples of it and wow. me noting it in my head and be like, I'm never going to be that. And you're
2: not. You know?
1: And, and so what it is is it's is a power trip. You want to own this other person. And so therefore you demean them you belittle them that way they don't feel equal oh to you. Oh my
2: god babe owning You don't want
1: you don't want the other person to be equal to you so you belittle them to make them feel that they are less therefore they act they are less and then they become wow. your object.
2: Okay dude so do these men cuz this just blew my mind owning someone is the perfect way I should never feel owned by anyone or vice versa. I don't own you. You have your life. We just happen to be doing life together, which makes it adventurous and joyful. But that's so perfect, babe, to tell someone, do you feel like they own you? And, and it's one,
1: I'm sorry, it's one thing to be terrified to do something because of the repercussions that your partner is going to give you. Or it's another thing to be so cautious and be able to be like, I want to talk to my partner about doing this because they, we are in this together.
2: Right. Exactly. You get me? Yeah. But
1: sometimes fear kicks in like, oh no, I can't do that because he's going (laughs) to feel this way. He's going to get mad. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. I can't buy this $30 blouse at Target because he's going to get upset at me and he's going to feel this or that. Yeah. You know, exactly. there's a big difference between doing that. or you saying, oh, uh, I'm calling you, babe, because I want to buy a $30 thing, this and that. We have a little bit of extra money. Are you cool with that? Right. You get me? There's because a huge we, difference.
2: Because we made a budget together. Yeah. It's very different than like, oh, no, I can't spend it. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so perfect. Like, So one of these things, women, if you're trying to figure out, or men, if you are in an abusive relationship, do you feel like anyone owns you? Like mm-hmm. they own you and they belittle you and they make you small so that he does have the upper hand, the yeah. power. But did these, uh, what I want women to, to feel and understand is go back to the moment right before you met your partner. Did you already feel small? Is there yeah. something behind you in, in, in the life that you've lived that you felt small and now you entered this relationship feeling small? Or did he, he or she make you? feel small you have to figure that out so that you can know if this is a deeper root that comes from your past and your parents relationships or relationships that you've seen or maybe you've been through through something in your life that made you feel smaller less of a person and you happen to get with someone that just continued it but the question i was going to ask you is do you think that abusers pick people that they can tell already feel small so that it's easier to own them
1: I don't know. I don't know that, to be quite honest with you. Um,
2: I think so. I, it would
1: make sense, right?
2: Right. You would choose like someone me, that's me, like me, has low self-esteem. Yes. Me
1: personally, if I was in their shoes, yes, I wouldn't choose somebody who, who was going to fight me on it and make it hard for me. Right.
2: Not someone who's yeah. super like verbal yes. or super strong yeah. or super communicative. Like, y- Because one of the things that abusers do is they don't allow you to ask for help. Right. So, like, say when you and I were fighting and we were being rude to each other and we were being really mean, and no matter what happened the night before, I would tell you, dude, I'm going to tell pastors, or man, I need to get advice. I'm going to go talk to the counselor. You'd be like, go for it. Like, we both need the help. Just be honest about both of us. That's all you'd ask. But some abusers don't, most, I would say, Don't allow the the person to go and communicate to ask for help. On the contrary, it's don't tell anybody. You better not tell anybody. No, de ese chismosa. Your family doesn't need to know. Pastors don't need to know. And I think that's a sign of abuse.
1: Yeah. And so obviously the excuse is, it's porque va a dar vergüenza. It's going to be embarrassing for people to know our stuff. And you know what? It is a little
2: bit, but... Worse is to let the marriage go down the drain.
1: And you know what? And I think that we are a testament to that because if we wouldn't have shared our issues, we wouldn't be where we are today. We are where we are because we went through some embarrassing moments of sharing our our relationship and sharing our issues with other people that were there to help us, both counselors, uh, therapists even. And for whatever reason, the therapist didn't work for us, Yeah, you know? But um, we, we went through all the different means and methods, pastors and stuff like that, friends even, mm-hmm. and just asking for help from people that have been where we've been or have been in a place longer than what we've been. And just to know? be
2: quite clear, we didn't ask just anybody for help. Yeah, Not to downplay our moms, but for example, I couldn't ask my mom for help because she'd be too much on my side. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe with your mom, I couldn't ask my brothers because they i needed to go to someone that was going to be unbiased and help us both and love us both and sometimes family members aren't the best in that yeah it has to be someone like a third party
1: yeah that that would be best you know and um you know you just have to be very careful with who you end up choosing but anyways back to back to the the topic at hand i think that they do choose people that would be weaker because it, it's easier for them You know, it's easier for them to have everything under wraps and for them to control them. But you got to ask yourself something. Rosie was talking about check out your past and if you were different before. But I ask you this, if in your relationship that you have been in, this other person, your partner, has not made you feel better, Mm. bigger, more confident, uh, a better person, striving to do more. Striving to become more of yourself, then I think that's just as equally as a problem as if you figuring out what you were in the past. Wow, that is
2: so good, babe. That's true. If
1: they are not lifting you up, making, inspiring you. I I personally, I put it on my Instagram and I, I really mean it. Rosie is amused to me because she inspires me to be better. Not necessarily because she's beautiful, although she really is, (laughs) but she inspires me because I see her do some pretty cool things. And not only that, she tells me things about myself that she makes me believe it. She hypes me up sometimes to the point where I'm like, you really think I I really am uh, this or that? And then she makes me believe it and therefore I go and I chase it harder because sometimes in our lives, we believe in other people more than we believe in ourselves. Yeah. And it has happened to both me and Rosie where I believe in her and something yeah. or she believes in me and something. Then that's the extra push that we need to actually make it happen.
2: Exactly. That that verbal um profession of like you can do this babe yeah. I know you can you're made for this babe don't you see it and and just you guys lifting each other up because no matter how powerful and awesome you are you're gonna have some bad days and yeah. your partner should be there to remind you of yeah. like dude you're awesome like yeah. you can do this and I agree babe like I you know um beyonce's upgrade you just came into my mind and you know the way I see that song is I, I upgrade you not because I'm so good but it's like I should upgrade you in the I have help you feel better about yourself yeah. i lift you up i give you the the best advice if it's a critique it's with love but it's really to help you be the best version of you and you've yeah. always done that for me always since day one
1: yeah so maybe that's another sign for for you if, if you're actually doubting or considering if whether you're in an abusive relationship so yeah you're going through the abuse but at the same time are you also going through the uplifting through the loving through the inspiring through the making you better <sighs> yeah. at the same time because I guess that's what defines or, or, or that's what separates between you being in an abusive relationship or you being in a relationship that's just rocky. You know, that you got to stick out
2: the moment that you woke me up. I'll never forget it. I, I, he's just like, you shocked me into like what I was doing to you. It, it was probably our worst year ever. And and you would ask me for two things like, dude, can we just go one week without fighting? Like, and I, I was like, what? Like, it seems so Impossible to me because we would fight every like two mm-hmm. or three days, and then you, you that was one thing where I'm like, I can't even give this man one week of peace. No. If I saw myself, I wasn't even blaming you because it takes two to fight, but I know that as a woman, the atmosphere of the house is usually in without wanting to controlled by the woman. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can't give this man a week of peace. He's not asking for anything, he's not asking for Chef Boyardee, he's not asking for me to be a size two. The man is asking for for a week of peace. That was one. Two, you said, you know what? I'm not even asking for compliments anymore. Babe, you don't give them and 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 you don't have to give them but can we go at least a day without you saying something negative about me? Mm-hmm. Oh man, that got me because it. I realized after self-analyzation that I was saying all negative about you. Yeah. So maybe it wasn't abuse but what if I could have gotten close to that had I not woken up? So, I guess we have to realize are we in an abusive relationship when is that line crossed yeah. and like Abel said he, they're not uplifting you or they're they're really beating you down so that they can own you but my friends questions were our followers were do I leave mm-hmm. and that's tough because it's it's children that are involved it's lifestyles yeah. it's a whole life two lives that were joined yeah. into one Do you leave if you're in a verbally abusive relationship?
1: Jeez. Um, Well, we'll talk about that and we'll start off with the cycle after the break.
2: Babe, so I totally want a four pack by my birthday and that's in July.
1: I want that for you too.
2: <laughs> it's easier said than done though, especially with our crazy schedules and traveling.
1: Oh, I hate going to the gym.
2: Seriously, that commute. But now we have OpenFit and now we can offer it to our friends.
1: Great. What is OpenFit?
2: Well, OpenFit is an app and you can use it anywhere, and it just the gym just goes with you, and they have every type of workout, babe. Like my yoga that I need once a week, it's in there.
1: Everybody's body's different and OpenFit gets that. So they they have different personalized training for everybody.
2: It's super simple. You just go You click, you have a teacher right there in your
1: room. The best part is you can access it anywhere, wherever you are, at home, on your computer, on your tablet, on your TV, Roku, you name it, you can probably access it.
2: And its results you can see. So you can lose up to 15 pounds in just the first 30 days. OpenFit has changed the way that I work out. And with my code POWER, you can join me on a fitness journey personalized just for you. Again, use our code POWER and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life.
1: Right now, during the OpenFit 30-Day Challenge, our listeners will get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit, where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days when you text POWER to 303030.
2: You will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information, totally free. Again... Just text POWER to 303030.
1: Standard message and data rates may apply. All right, guys, welcome back. When we started this show, Rosie had mentioned a cycle. Yes. And so, babe, go ahead. We
2: learned it at the YWCA. I love them. They help women. If you have a YWCA near you, please go. They can really, really help you figure out if you're in an abusive relationship and even help you get out um, they'll give you the resources but so what the cycle is is it begins with the honeymoon stage we've all been there it's mm-hmm. it's beautiful and it's not even like marriage honeymoon it's just stating like a happy moment in your life you know mm-hmm. like you're you're it's a cool peaceful time in your marriage
1: full of courting and and a bunch of fluff and a bunch of stuff that yeah, you see in beautiful. movies yeah it's beautiful
2: it's it's beautiful and then after the honeymoon stage there's a tension stage yeah. of like uh walking on eggshells something
1: went wrong i'm afraid
2: to tell him i got a ticket uh it's going wrong and nothing has popped off yet but you know he or she is upset yeah and then the third part of the cycle is the abuse whether it's physical or verbal or sexual or um political spiritual there's just different types of abuse it happened it's you're hurting um it happened uh, again and then it goes from the abuse straight into the honeymoon. Yeah. As in the next day, he or she comes in and is like totally repentive and I'll never do it again, but he or she doesn't take any steps to get help. Yeah. See, that's the part where it's like, yeah, we all make mistakes. We all have arguments in our marriage. We all have disagreements. We've probably had a really bad fight But then it's like, oh, baby, but I'm just so sorry. I'll never do it again. And then nothing changed. Nothing happened. There was no help. There was no, I'm going to go to a class or I'm going to get counseling or I'm going to even get a book or research what the heck is wrong with me. It's just, it's over. It's done. We're happy again. Get over it. Don't tell anyone. So that's the cycle that starts to repeat itself. Honeymoon, tension, abuse, honeymoon. And you have to see where... If it's happening like with able like what Abel said, with is this a trend? Is this a pattern that is yeah. happening in your life? And if you are and it's verbal, I want you to know that it could be destroying you. You may think, oh, it's not as bad as physical abuse, yeah. but it is. And it it's is. not only destroying you, it is destroying your children. Your future generations are being hurt spiritually, emotionally, and in their future because of the words they are that they are hearing your spouse tell you yeah now um no one can abuse you more than you allow them to and i know that sounds really really crazy because you may think no you don't understand he's powerful he's bigger she's stronger she she makes the money for the home whatever it may be but no one can abuse you more than you allow like, you have to be up. There has to be a time where you put your foot down, where you wouldn't even think of anyone calling you the B word. That is a, just something that my brothers put in me when I was like six. No one ever calls you the B word. And I just took it like like it was Bible, like it was a word. So no one can ever call me that. If we ever got into an argument and, and that word came out of my partner's mouth, it, there would be hell or mm. I would walk out or I'd hang up the phone call. It would just be like a boom, you just lost Rosie. Yeah. And that was very, because I believed it so much, no one else could say it. On the other hand, because the word, the P word, the the, the ho word, I guess you could say the whore word had been thrown around so much in the neighborhood, in the family, among friends, among boyfriends, that word, I, I was just like, I guess I am. So because I believed it or I was treated as such previously, if if a partner would say it, like my first husband. I, I would take it and mm. it would hurt and it would feel horrible, but I'd be like, but I guess he's right. Yeah. And then, so he started saying it every day. He'd never call me the B word cause that's when I'd fight back. Yeah. But he'd always call me the whore words. Yeah. And I would just take it and it, it would kill me inside until the moment came where I'm like, wait a minute. I am not, mm. I am not a whore. I, you know, I, 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 m- I make mistakes and I shouldn't have done this, but I am not selling my body or giving my body. I am not. So he does not have a right to call me that anymore. Yeah. The moment he saw me stand up to say I am not, even though we, I, I, we went through some more rough times, he knew he was about to lose me mm. and he did. And so woman and man, you set the limit. You really do. I've walked out of relationships just for the B word and I'm better for it because now I have a marriage where it, even though bad words have been said in the sentence, it's never like you are a B it's, it's you're acting, <laughs> which no. I probably was, but it's not, you are this. And, um, you Abel and I have really been able to talk about like okay dude even if you're mad don't call me don't point at me and say I am a thief I am a liar it, it's you're you're lying or you're acting like a liar or you're you know um. but you really have to set that boundary even if it means losing that relationship where it gets tough is with our kids involved yeah but like I said, if if Sammy would see you treat me in a certain way, then she would think it's okay for her to be treated like that in the future.
1: And you know what? Uh, we 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 obviously haven't mentioned if there's substance abuse in in this uh, abuse, uh, you know. But but whether if it's alcohol or drugs or whatever it might be, that that might also be a, a good sign of what it is. And when it comes to kids, you got to really understand that them having mom and dad in, in the in a home is good for them. But it's not necessarily the healthiest for them, especially yeah. when it's in a bad relationship, when it's in a bad place of constant abuse. Because if they're abusing you, there's a good chance they might be abusing your kids verbally as well. And maybe yeah. they're an amazing dad but a terrible husband. Then if, maybe that's a, cursor, a precursor as well and that they can continue being an amazing dad on the weekends or every other week or something like that. Yeah. But let me tell you this. You only have one life. And for you to uproot what, it, what is going on in your life or the way you're living right now may take between six months to a year to get stable again. Yeah. But it is definitely better than you living out the rest of your days, regretting your life and the way you lived it. Yeah. Because if you're being abused verbally each and every day, belittled, you're not living out your dreams, you're not being encouraged, you're not being supported. I got to tell you that you're going to die very, very unhappy yeah. just because you live in a home or a house and you're comfortable doesn't mean that you're living life it means that you're surviving life there's a huge difference between that don't just survive life yeah make sure that you live it
2: yeah you are made to thrive you are made to to fly and some of us are you feel like you're just above water you're about to drown so i want to give you two really really quick pieces of advice um if you feel that you're an abusive um relationship one you may tell me that you're in love with him and you might just be but are you in love with the man that you met are Mm. you in love with those first dates are you in love with those first six months before the abuse because you may be in love with someone that he was in the past and you really have to associate who he is now what he's doing now um because i don't think if if You could love someone that is tearing you apart. If not, then maybe you don't love yourself. And if you don't love yourself, then you can neither give love nor receive love. And you need some time on your own to love yourself again. Number two, you cannot make any decision, whether it is to stay or to leave Based on fear, if you are afraid to go hungry, if you are afraid to be without him, if you're afraid that no one will love you again, if you are afraid that you are too ugly or too fat, if you're afraid that people are going to talk, you cannot make the decisions on your life based on fear. Fear paralyzes and fear can kill you. You have to move, make a move based on love, whether it's love for yourself or love for your kids and sometimes love for that other person if you know that you and that person are no longer good together it is unhealthy and toxic love that person so much that you set them free to go and heal and you set yourself free to go and heal so if you are in an abusive relationship whether it's verbal or physical and you need to make this choice there are a lot of resources that can help you please go to a ywca near you please find a hotline and please make the decision based on what is best For you, if you are a mother or a parent, believe me, the healthier you are, the better your children will be. And you really, really want to start changing those cycles in your family and those curses. And it begins with you, with you taking the courage to say, I'd rather be alone than live beaten down verbally and physically every day of the rest of my life. And your children will thank you for it later.
1: Definitely. Don't be ashamed if this is your eighth time. This, yeah. this is your 20th time that you're considering this. It's okay. But make sure that this can be your last time.
2: Can I pray for you? My Lord, oh, there are so many hurting people. I can feel it. I can I can sense it and I remember what it's like to to want to escape and not know how and to go through how uh, the ver the words the words that kill you slowly each and every day and how you can feel you love the person but you're more afraid of them than loving them so i ask you god to please reach in to that mm-hmm. person hearing this podcast now and give her love give him peace give them strength Help them and guide them on what decision they should do. Is there a separation that should happen, not to date other people, but to heal each other individually and then come back together as a stronger marriage? Or is this a separation because it's needed to save someone's life? Please, God, let her know that she is loved, that she is treasured by you, that you made her with your hands to be caressed and not to be beaten down. Please, God, let her know her identity and her value in you so that she will never accept one word or slap ever, ever again and also if a woman is an abuser let a, let them recognize it also and stop. If someone wants to stop abusing, please God send them to the help that they need so that they can stop because I do believe that you can forgive and that you can give mercy and start again but only when the person wants to. So I ask you God to just move radically in marriages to heal, to give mercy, to give strength, to either stay and make changes or leave if they have to Please, God, help them. Help them escape with their health and with their children and help them know that you will be with them if they need the money or the resources to survive and thrive. In the name of the Lord Jesus, amen.
1: Amen. We'll see you guys next week.